It's travel with Stephanie Abrams. I'm delighted to reconnect with Kathleen Jarvis in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Um, a dear friend of Sister Catherine Markey. Um, these two fine women I sponsored for a hosted trip to Ireland uh, for an 11-day, 10-night stay in 2008. And uh, if you've just joined us, you've missed so much, go to sabrams.net, S-A-B-R-A-M-S.net, N-E-T. And um, go to the show notes and to photos or photo galleries. Um, you can hear the show streaming live and you can download the shows at our podcast at sabrams.net or you can go to directly to your favorite podcasters and find Travel with Stephanie Abrams. Um, Kathleen, uh, on that trip and trips you've taken since then to Ireland and one you took when in the 1960s when you were a teenager. Um, do you have favorite places in Ireland that stand out? Oh my gosh, I'm in love with Ireland. And uh, in 1966 as a high school kid, I went with a friend and her mother to the Aran Islands. And that's the only place we went. Her mom was an artist and we spent a week there and she painted. And, and we went to the sessions, I think they're called, at night. There was no electricity. And we just listened to Irish music. And it was, it was, it, it I just fell in love with Ireland then. And um, then a few years ago, I took another sister to, to another part of Ireland. And that was in Donegal, County Donegal. And uh, to visit her where her ancestors came from, her grandmother's family, um, Chris Lough. And uh, that's way up in the northern part of Ireland, not Northern Ireland, but the, the northern part of the Republic of Ireland. Well, what's funny about that is people in the Republic put their noses in the air when anyone refers to Northern Ireland and the South. Because the Republic of Ireland, while most of it is south of Northern Ireland, which logically makes some sense, the most northern points on the island that are that is Ireland are in Donegal, which is part of the Republic. So when you go into Donegal, you've got this big square-like county. kind of looks like a square or rectangle. And then coming off the top, the most northern part of County Donegal, is the rest of County Donegal, which is like a peninsula that goes northward and a bit eastward and wraps around the top of Northern Ireland. So Maidenhead, the most northern point on the island that is Ireland, is not in Northern Ireland. It's in Donegal in the Republic, and that peninsula that comes off of Donegal, while it's very much a part of County Donegal, is referred to as Inishowen. And if you know the plays of Martin McDonough, the fellow that did the screenplay that won the Academy Award for um, three billboards in, I think it's Ebbington, Missouri, or something like that, um, he's from his family is from there originally, although he grew up in London. 
and he writes a lot of plays about Inishmor and Inishman, and it's all referencing that um, Inishowen Peninsula area. It's very cool. So were there, there, were there any other things you wanted to mention that people could put down on their I Must See That Too list? Oh, well, Donegal, absolutely. Aran Islands, absolutely. Uh, we also visited uh, in County uh, in County Kildare, Bolton Abbey. Of course, Sister Rosalie, who came with me on that trip in 2017, is a Benedictine sister from Saintsco. And she has a friend at Bolton Abbey, a, a Trappist place in County... Uh, County Kildare, as I said, and that was supposed to be a one-hour trip from Dublin Airport, right? <laughs> For me, driving on the left-hand side, first time in my life, it turned out to be a three-hour trip. My hat is off to your wonderful husband, Mark, how he got us around in 2008, driving all over Ireland flawlessly. And the good news was it was September. You should be with us when it's January or February and you get to the higher elevations up in the mountains and there's snow and ice on the road on those windy, twisty roads. Then you have to compliment his driving skills. I want to thank you for joining us today. It's been a pleasure having you with us. And uh, to everybody else, um, we're flying high. It's travel with Stephanie Abrams. Fine with me, live from Fort Smith, Arkansas, is Kathleen Jarvis, uh, a recipient of a Stephanie Abrams Travel Fairy Godmother trip that she acted as the travel companion and good friend of Sister Catherine Markey from St. Scholastica Monastery in Fort Smith, Arkansas, who wanted to get to Ireland before her 80th birthday and literally... Um, the trip was in September of 2008, and when that trip ended, um, Sister Catherine had a birthday <laughs> almost immediately. Uh, I, I mentioned something in the last segment about, about going up steps into the library. Um, I don't think you go up steps. I think you go in on the main level, and you're looking up at um, a, a catwalk walkway that's way up there, but... You're, I think you're on the main level. It's been years since I was inside. But it's an amazing experience. And, um, of course, it's a, a, a Trinity College is um, a thriving college campus. And uh, you feel the energy of that and the students uh, in the heart of Dublin, uh, in a great area of Dublin where there's so much going on. You walk out the grounds of Trinity College, and you'll find a place called the Irish Whiskey Museum. And it's not like the other tasting experiences and, and uh, informational experience you'd have at Tullamore, who makes Tullamore do. And the D-E-W is for the name of the guy. It was his initials of the guy that made that made Tullamore do, made Tullamore whiskey famous. It's not like going to uh, Bushmills or Jameson's or um, there are a number of Teelings uh, and is in Dublin also um, because each of those is promoting their own brand really and their own history. The Irish history of the Irish Whiskey Museum covers about 
I don't know, a thousand or ten thousand years. <laughs> I think it's a thousand years of Irish um, whiskey history. Uh, just as the development of the product, and at the end, they don't, you know, they they have whiskey tasting of all kinds of places, and you can go slurp to your heart's content. Um, but um, something I pass on, by the way, because I don't drink. But I so enjoyed that experience and that whole area called Temple Bar. Make sure you go um, down Fleet Street and walk from the main street down Fleet Street to the River Liffey. Um, that's an experience. And generally, when you see promotions for Ireland, um, you will in the video, there's a spot where you'll see all these people in the street and they're all walking in the middle of the street. That's Fleet Street. So um, what else did we do that you found Stephanie, rememberable? Of course we, we can't leave out the, the good old Blarney Stone. Oh, tell, let's, <laughs> let's talk about that. Well, what's interesting is the Blarney Stone is in County Cork. So if you're looking at the southern part of Ireland and you start on the east coast of Ireland and you go across the counties, you'll have Wexford where you'll have the Dumbrody famine ship. Next comes about 30 minute drive from there westward is Waterford where you'll have the Waterford Crystal Factories Visitor Center. Um, and then the next county over, you'll come to Cork. And... I didn't know if we were going to have time after Dunbrody famine ship experience and the VIP tour we arranged for you and Sister Catherine at the Waterford Crystal Factory, where you actually see how they make the crystal. Um, I didn't know if we were going to have time to stop at the Blarney Stone, so I didn't. I didn't mention it, but we got out of the. Crystal Place, Waterford, at Which about... Was terrific, by the way. That is quite an experience, for sure. Yeah, people. And by the way, when you're all done, like all tours of factory experiences and even mountaintops, it ends with a gift shop. And if you buy a certain amount of stuff, they will ship it home free and they'll insure it free. So it's a wonderful place to do your... You know, you got gifts coming up. You know, weddings, anniversaries, birthdays, um, Christmas. Uh, you do your shopping when you're there and just put it on the shelf and wrap it when you're ready to give it. In any event, um, when you travel a bit west of Waterford in Cork, you'll come to Blarney and Blarney Castle. And I thought, well, you know, it's early enough. We can stop. And when I mentioned it, when we got in the car, that it's early enough and we can stop. What was it, Kathleen, that Sister Catherine kept saying in the car? Do you remember? <laughs> I don't recall exact words, but it was somewhat expressing reluctance to do it. Oh, do you she, remember what? the exact words? Yes. I'm not kissing the Blarney Stone. <laughs> I'm not kissing the Blarney Stone. Because she had heard... That in order to kiss the Blarney Stone, you have to lie down and sort of bend over and stick your head in this hole. <laughs> and she was concerned that people would be able to see up her skirt. And she wasn't going to do that. 
So we did an interview with a fellow who was the director uh, uh, or manager of the Blarney estate, the Blarney Castle estate. Uh, and you guys walked ahead and went into um, Blarney Castle and went to the top where you have to go for the Kiss the Blarney Stone experience because I know you were going to do it, but Sister Catherine was still the whole way reminding everybody that was enlisting this that she is not doing this. So why don't you first <laughs> describe um, the experience of being at Blarney Castle, entering the, the castle, and what happened from there? You want to describe the castle? Well, I, you could do a much better job. Yeah, but I, why don't you? <laughs> well, it, you know, for so many years, I had heard about it. And, uh, it, you know, it, it's in legends, it's in stories, it's, everyone's heard of it. It was just such an extraordinary experience to be there. You know, well, it's not the kind of castle like a Cinderella fairy tale castle that you'll find all over Ireland. It's one of those square Norman towers and generally with practically no windows. And they were built by the Normans um, as fortresses to um, be able to keep stave off any invaders that might want to take them over. And so you go inside, and um, and you guys went walked ahead. It's about a good block that you walk um, on the grassy estate, uh, and you can either go right into the castle or left into their gardens. And um, we stayed behind for about a half hour with the fellow from that worked there. And when we were done, we packed up our recording equipment and we were walking along. And just as we got to the castle, the two of you came out and Sister Catherine was holding a brown paper bag in her hand, uh, like a nine by 12 inch paper bag, waving it in the air, saying, I kissed the Blarney Stone. I kissed the Blarney Stone. So you were there. Can you explain what happened between I'm not kissing the Blarney Stone and I kissed the Blarney Stone? I think she got, uh, I think she realized I have to do it. I have to do it. I must do it. I'm in Ireland. I probably won't be back. This is, I can't return from Ireland and say, no, I didn't kiss it. And she, we, we just quietly talked to her. And then she said, well, I'll try it. And when she finished, she was walking on air as you said i and i remember her pulling that out and showing it to you i kissed the blarney stone i kissed the blarney stone yes well, and i understand that she had two things as i recall she got to see other people doing it and she saw this could be done without without um losing your modesty with somebody looking up your skirt and um she also got great encouragement and instruction from the fellow that worked there who you know you just don't go up and kiss it and walk away there's somebody there that assists in that process and i'm sure that guy has had busloads of nuns before <laughs> come by so he was quite conversant i don't know it just reminds me of the taxi driver in washington dc did you ever do a trade show or stand at an exhibit at a fair explaining things to somebody. If you stand long enough at the table or booth 
of your where you're supposed to be, the lower part of your back becomes a completely numb band about six inches wide across the whole of your back. Everyone in my audience that's ever done a trade show knows exactly what I'm talking about. And I was in Washington, D.C. doing um, a, a show with the International Franchise Association. And we had just left the show and I felt paralyzed, literally. I mean, the, my lower back was killing me. And we called the taxi who stopped and I went to get in and there was no way I was getting in the taxi. So anybody who's ever experienced back pain knows getting in and out of a car is, um, there's a technique and a talent for it. But I didn't know what it was because this had never happened to me before. And the taxi driver showed me what to do. So while we're on that subject, if it ever happens to you, turn around and so that your back is facing the seats in the car. Then bend your knees until your head, and you bend your knees and bend your head so you don't bump it, until your head will clear the doorway. And then just push yourself backwards, and you're in. And then we drove to um, a pharmacy and got me pills <laughs> to relieve the pain. But it was the taxi driver, from all his experience with people with back pain uh, who are traveling, um, who taught me how to do this, and it was the fellow at the top of Blarney Castle and all his experience who was able to instruct Sister Catherine how to safely and modestly um, kiss the Blarney Stone, and she was so proud and was so happy to have a photo of it to take home. I mean, that was hot. Yeah. Yes, she was. Yes, she was. And she still has that in her room. Aww, Absolutely. So how proud. Sweet. How, <laughs> how very sweet. That was, I remember we all had a good laugh about that. Not at, not at her expense. I mean, oh, no, just, never. Yeah, yeah. Never. She, uh, never. She had to have, she had to do it. Well, you and know what's funny it. about that? Until it turned around and she actually did it. That was the only negative commentary that came from Sister Catherine that entire trip. I mean, you want to talk about the most positive, mm -hmm. uh, just optimistic, wonderful, wonderful woman. I hope when you do speak with her, you give her my very best. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. I'll be right back. Um, we've had Catherine Jarvis. Kathleen Jarvis talking with us about her trip to Ireland. And uh, when we do come back, uh, I want you to be thinking about places in Ireland that you think my audience ought to put on their list of must-visit places. Uh, and maybe we can talk about Knox Shrine a bit more because uh, I don't think... Um, Many people even think about Knox Shrine, and that's a part of Ireland. That whole Galway, Mayo, Donegal stretch is exquisite. It's my favorite part of Ireland. So, And you know what a tough stretch it is for me to come up with favorite parts. But when I buy my castle by the sea and my wee cottage by the sea in Ireland, they will be either in Clare, County Clare, County Galway, County Mayo, or County Donegal. Uh, that whole stretch is magnifique, people. And the French are Celtic, too. So we'll be right back. Don't leave me. Stephanie Abrams here.
It's Travel with Stephanie Abrams. On the line with me is Kathleen Jarvis. Uh, She lives in Fort Smith, Arkansas. She has been a volunteer at the monastery at Fort Smith, St. Scholastica, for many, many years, probably decades now. Um, She committed herself to helping a nun she befriended, Sister Catherine Markey, who is still living at the monastery in Fort Smith, Arkansas, to help her connect with her Irish roots. And uh, Sister Catherine was approaching 80 years old. Of all the places that we sorted out for you to visit before we joined you on the fourth day of your journey through Ireland, uh, and for the rest of that trip that we spent together, what are the things that come to mind? Um, maybe you can list them, and then we can delve into them a little better. Well, what are the things that stand out uh, beyond the amazing people, which we need to talk about in Ireland, um, of the places that we visited, the experiences we had? Well, I, gosh, Stephanie, you've given me a, a, a hard job. I... I would have to say that Knock was way up there on top of the list, the visiting of in, in County Mayo, the Knock Shrine, the Marian Shrine, which is, by the way, I read that it's visited by a million and a half people every year. Um, and I would have to say the, I think it was called the Famine Ship. The Dunbrody. Um, Right, right. Dunbrody right. Famine Ship in County and where Wexford. Where was that again, please? Where D- was that again? It, it's in County Wexford. Uh, County Wexford is the eastern, southeastern county in Ireland. And when you travel westward from Wexford, the, the next county that abuts it is Waterford. And most people know Waterford because of Waterford Crystal, because of Waterford Castle, and also because Waterford is the place, historically, that the beast, Oliver Cromwell, who somebody, I can't believe it, Megan Megan McCain um, commented on something a few weeks back, and she pointed to Oliver Cromwell as a source. I don't know why in the world she would bring up that awful man's name. Uh, he was miserable to the Irish and um, and miserable all around and responsible for um, killing the king of England, ending the idea that the king is descended from God and you can't kill the king. Even in chess, you just knock him over, but you can't kill him. But in Waterford, he's the one, Oliver Cromwell, who wanted Waterford because it's such a strong port. And he told his soldiers, you go in there and you take Waterford for me. And really, I don't care how you get it. You can come in from Crook's Head or from Hook. So you get it by Hook or by Crook, which are the two places, look on the map of the south of Ireland on the Atlantic coastline, and you will see the places of of a Crook's Head and Hook. And we have taken that in our language as get it by any means. When we say you get it by Hook or by Crook, it leads back to an Irish story. Isn't that amazing? 
But that's all just to the west of County Wexford. It's amazing how much you know of Irish history. Well, you asked about favorite spots. I have to tell you, another outstanding place was Trinity College. You know, of course, Sister Catherine for so many years had been the archivist at, at St. Scholastica. She's, she is a true intellectual, let me tell you. She was in her glory at, at Trinity, in her glory. Um, and I'm sure you can tell us all about Trinity College. Well, the interesting thing about Trinity College in Dublin um, is that you know, when you step in through the gates, you feel like you're on another planet. You've got the cobblestone courtyard and the, the old stone buildings and this amazing um, the Book of Kells exhibit there. But a lot of people go, they pay their admission to see the Book of Kells, and then they leave, not realizing you got to walk up those stairs and go to the library, which is the most incredible experience you're going to have. They must yeah. see the library if, at Trinity College, and there are first edition books going back to Chaucer and Shakespeare. And it's what a place. But we got to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. Don't leave me. This is Stephanie Abrams. Welcome to Travel with Stephanie Abrams. I am delighted you're with me. I have something very special for you this hour. Um, I want to remind you to go to sabrams.net, S-A-B-R-A-M-S.net. If you have to leave us before the hour is over, uh, if you've missed any part of today's show, <clears throat> you know the show is three hours. So <clears throat> you don't want to miss any parts. You can go to the portions where we archive the audio and just click, see the show notes, links to the websites that are relevant to what we're talking about, and listen, streaming live. If you want to take us with you, uh, we are podcast by every podcaster you can name. And you can find podcasts. Um, actually, we're linked up at our site, sabrams.net, to our podcast at Spotify. So um, I have to tell you, I am just wowed and awed that I was lucky enough to be able to connect with a woman this past week named Kathleen Jarvis. Uh, Kathleen has been a volunteer at the St. Scholastica Monastery in Fort Smith, Arkansas, um, where we are heard on KF. F as in Frank, S-A as in Stephanie Abrams, K-F-S-A, 950 on the AM dial and 93.1 on the FM dial. And we're heard on um, seven stations now all over Arkansas. So it's hard to lose us. But Sunday evenings, we start in Arkansas at 6 p.m. And... Um, I was happy to be able to connect with Kathleen Jarvis. I haven't spoken to her in years now. 
and the only time I've ever been face-to-face with her was over a seven-day period in 2008 when my husband and I flew to Ireland to make sure a trip that the Stephanie Abrams Travel Fairy Godmother had planned for Kathleen Jarvis, who worked diligently to get Sister Catherine Markey to Ireland, a place she wanted to commune with her ancestors and her family history uh, as she was approaching her 80th birthday and 60 years as a nun. 30 of them at that point, and this is 13 years ago, so now be 43 years ago, she became a Benedictine nun. Prior to that, 30 years, she was a nun in another order. And she was the archivist at the monastery in Fort Smith, Arkansas. And when it turned out that the car and driver I had arranged to chauffeur them about for 11 days and 10 nights um, wasn't going to be able to do any more than the first three nights and maybe the last night or two. Um, what was I going to do in the middle? And while I got hit with that news on the 30th of August and they were departing on September 6th, what is that, a week away? I was flabbergasted. I know what I was going to do, especially because we were going to be in Mexico from the 6th of September to the 8th of September. And they would need somebody to deal with their driving needs really from the 10th of September. But I sorted out somebody getting them from Galway to Knock, where Knock Shrine is in County Mayo, for the 10th. And then they were going to be perusing the grounds of Knock Shrine and visiting the little town there. They didn't need a car that day. And we just surprised them on the 11th and showed up at the recommendation of my senior producer, David Isby. Because when I looked astonished as to, oh my God, what am I going to do? Well, where am I going to find a, a suitable driver to drive them around? And David looked at me like, I don't know why you didn't think of this, but why don't you fly over and do it? And <laughs> I just smiled ear to ear and said, I can do that. So we flew on the 10th, no, the 9th, wrong, the, the, yeah, the, the, the 9th we flew from New York or Newark. I'm not sure if it was JFK or Newark. We flew the, the, the 8th from Mexico City to a New York airport and on the we overnighted at the airport. On the 9th, we flew to Ireland. When you fly to Ireland, you fly in the evening. So when you land, it's morning, even though it's five hours later. So we landed on the 10th. We overnighted in Galway. And on the morning of September 11th, 2008, we drove to Knock. And we showed up at the lobby reception area of the Knock Shrine lodgings which are lovely so if you want to stay on the grounds there you can and we connected with sister Catherine Markey and Kathleen Jarvis who you heard giggling in the background 
And we're going to be talking with Kathleen about that trip. Brought to mind because we now have KFSA AM 950 and FM 93.1 as um, radio station affiliates. And they're in Fort Smith, Arkansas. When I thought of Fort Smith, my first thing that comes to mind is Sister Catherine and Kathleen Jarvis. And you got to hear about this. It's quite a story. So buckle your seatbelt in your armchair as we take off right after this. This weather report is brought to you by the Curacao Tourism Board. The long-range weather forecast for the north coast-to-coast calls for snow, sleet, icy rain, slippery roads, and a windchill factor well below freezing. The long-range forecast for Curacao calls for warm and sunny today, warm and sunny tomorrow, next month, and the months that follow, with highs around 86 degrees and lows around 76. Isn't it time to plan your breakaway in Curacao now? Learn more at curacao.com. That's C-U-R-A-C-A-O dot com. On the line with me, live from Fort Smith, Arkansas, is Kathleen Jarvis. She is a very dear and devoted friend of the monastery of St. Scholastica uh, in Fort Smith, Arkansas, and a very dear friend and someone who cares very much about Sister Catherine Markey. Uh, And because Kathleen reached out in spiritual circles uh, and hit on Sister Camille D'Arienzo from the Order of the Sisters of Mercy, uh, who knows me well, uh, and asked, do you know somebody that can help me make a trip to Ireland possible for Sister Catherine, and I'd be accompanying her because she's about to turn 80. And um, I would go along to make sure everything was copacetic. And um, Sister Kathleen, uh, uh, Sister Camille uh, contacted me. That's not the first time I've called you, Sister Kathleen, by the way, Kathleen. You are not a member of the order. Um, I'm not good enough to be one. But oh, okay. that that is so not true. But we'll move on. For you know, you, you if nothing else, you've certainly have learned humility. Um, and so um, I just got on the case and whipped it all together. And as circumstances had it, um, felt compelled to go over and make sure that the trip went perfectly. Especially when we suddenly wound up with a driver for the first three day days and the last night the last day. So um, it was a remarkable experience for me and my husband. But thank you so much for joining us today. Um, You know, in the last hour, you heard me speaking with Kathleen Jarvis a bit, but I really needed to hold her over because there's so much more to talk about. So um, I'm really interested in knowing you know, I have a master's degree in education and social science. And one of the things I learned in my education courses, there are a couple. The first rule of education is ventilation. Because if it's too warm in the room, everybody will fall asleep. They won't learn anything. And uh, that goes for being hungry also. You're hungry, you don't learn. Um, but the other is 
that education is what's left when you've forgotten everything you ever learned. <laughs> and um, I'm wondering now that we are 12 and a half years after the trip to Ireland, can you summarize in one sentence what is left from that experience? And then we'll go into the next segment and start really digging in. From that experience, that's a tough job, one sentence. I, I would say we were privileged to experience the true warmth and sincerity of the Irish people. That that is what is that is what remains with me. Okay, um, and that, not surprising, by the way. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. We're going to go traveling through the eyes and memory of Kathleen Jarvis around Ireland. This weather report is brought to you by the Curacao Tourism Board. The long-range weather forecast for the north coast-to-coast calls for snow, sleet, icy rain, slippery roads, and a wind chill factor well below freezing. The long-range forecast for Curacao calls for warm and sunny today, warm and sunny tomorrow, next month, and the months that follow with highs around 86 degrees and lows around 76. Isn't it time to plan your breakaway in Curacao now? Learn more at curacao.com. That's C-U-R-A-C-A-O.com. 